You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to the Geekiest Show Ever, episode 68. Joining me today, as always, is Kevin Alder. And Kevin, guess what? We have a special guest. We actually have a fan. It's absolutely amazing. I can't believe it. And he's taken the time to come on and give us a hand with our topics and also argue the point about the toilet roll going over the top versus going underneath. Going to test my engineering uh, skills with this with this guest, that's for sure. We, we certainly are. So we'd like to welcome Mark Shepard to Geekier Shava. Welcome, Mark. Hey, welcome. Mark. How are you? And Very Kevin. good. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. You've been a constant supporter of Geekier Show ever since we took it over, basically, and we truly appreciate it. The feedback that you give us on Twitter and on the website and so forth is just absolutely fantastic. And I've got to ask... You, you don't like the toilet paper going over the top. You like it going underneath. Yeah. I, I don't I, see anything I, wrong I, with that. It, it works I fine. I understand that. <laughs> Look, we, we've been through this before. Sound engineering principles dictate that it has to go over the top to reduce the stress and strain factor on the fiber as the yeah. material departs the roll and exits to go up your bum. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it would do it automatically, too. <laughs> Maybe it's our atmosphere here, but the, uh, this arrangement never failed for us. Maybe, Kevin, maybe you have to stop buying that 88-cent toilet paper. <laughs> no, 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 that's that is one thing I will get after you that damn cheap ass toilet paper. I'm glad we have the explicit tab. I can't stand that stuff. Oh, it I can't stand the, the expensive stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, the middle of the road stuff works the best because the expensive stuff's too fluffy, and then it feels it, like well, it sticks, there's too it much sticks back up there. The that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Okay, and so we made it, and we made it back to our keisters in record time this week <laughs> on the show. <laughs> we we certainly have now. You know, before we change this topic, let me ask you both: Are you folders or scrunches? Scrunch, scrunch. I'm a folder. There we go. I cannot scrunch. I, I just, oh. <laughs> it's not within me. I, I literally, you know, fold and then fold again and, and make sure it's nice and even. And Yeah, yes. I bet you fold right on the lines too, don't you? <laughs> fold right on the lines. I'm not quite that pedantic, but close. <laughs> well, you know, we, we did have the discussion, was it a few weeks ago, that Mark wanted one of those uh, bidet type of toilet seats so it would wash his bum off real good for him and he wouldn't have to do quite as much wiping. <laughs> and I was going to see about getting one sent to him from Japan, one of those high-tech ones, so he could adjust the temperature and the flow rate and everything so he could have this perfectly comfortable bum when he got up. <laughs> He's closer to there than we are. I mean, he just run right over there and get him one. <laughs> that's true yeah i've certainly Built got to in. try one of those one day it, it'd been an interesting experience that's for sure anyway yeah. slays me how they take that so seriously over there yeah it, it is very important to them and uh certainly I, I believe a lot of research and development goes into it so uh anyway. I suppose. well, let's well you know uh, sorry, I, i'm sorry to interrupt i was just saying uh we had an old saying and i i may have said this on the show before but, you know, I've worked in the water and wastewater industry most of my adult life. And the old joke that we used to have was that uh, their, I can't think of a better way to say it, their shit's our bread and butter. So, 
I've heard you say that before, and that still just has me in hysterics. <laughs> Very disturbing. Very disturbing. Yes. So I won't um, add to that at all. No. <laughs> now we have no listeners, but but Mark left him the, the man who shall remain nameless. <laughs> That's right. Oh, dear. All right, let's so. talk wrestling, though, because we, we uh, I think we hinted at it last week that we were going to talk about wrestling and professional wrestling versus amateur wrestling and whether or not professional wrestling should be classed as professional because they get paid to act like fools. Or Idiots. Let, yeah, or, or whether... You know, they should be classed as amateurs. It's uh, it's an interesting topic. And, and certainly, uh, Kevin, I believe you were in the wrestling team in high school. Is that correct? I had my ass kicked by some of the finest wrestlers in the state of Virginia. I'll have you know when I was in high school. Now, that, that um, takes some courage to say that you got your ass handed to you. Yeah, well, the uh, the last year I was involved with wrestling... Um, I was I didn't make the team. I was the manager of the team, but I also did sparring. I sparred with the wrestlers who needed the the upper weight classes. Believe it or not, I was much more svelte back in those days. But the main guy I sparred with back then was the uh, a guy by the name of Alan Grayley or Greeley. I can't remember now. It's been too many years ago. But he was that year and the next year the double A. Virginia State High School champion in the unlimited weight class, and he could kick anybody's butt when it came to real Greco-Roman style wrestling. I only saw him have trouble one time. He was wrestling a kid from a neighboring uh, school in the region, and he went in for what's called a double leg takedown. I don't know if you know what that is in in Greco-Roman. You go in low, get them below the knees, and kind of lift up and buckle their knees and put them on their back. And he went in to take this one kid down who was about 6'8", give or take a little bit. And I think this boy went about 390 or about 410 pounds. And that was the only time I ever saw him have trouble take somebody down. But once he got him flipped, it was like a fish a fish on its back or a turtle on its back or bug on its back, whatever you want to say, it went down. But, but I'll say one other thing, too. I always differentiate when people start talking about professional I call it wrestling because it's just that much of a, and I know we're going to get hate mail for it. It's redneck. It's wrestling. <laughs> and then uh, the stuff, I know where the that stuff term I, comes from. Yeah. And that the, yeah. And the professional stuff or what I consider real wrestling, Greco Roman style wrestling is wrestling, not wrestling. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it it annoyed me. I had neighbors and friends that were into it when I was growing up. And they said, wow, did you see Randy Macho Man Savage? And I went, he beat him with a chair, but he still managed to get up and, and pin him and all that. I'm going, what do you mean? Do you realize that chair was made out of freaking balsa wood? I mean, it's not a real chair with aluminum and balsa wood. You notice nobody's ever sitting in those chairs that they beat the snot out of each other with. I mean, these guys are good athletes. I'm not going to deny them that. And they're good showmen. But what they did was so fake. And the fact that people, and I, I know people, and people I actually considered intelligent that that bought into it, and I never could tell. And some of them, no, I won't say that. Some of them I could tell. They actually believe this crap. <laughs> I'm going, come on, you know, you're an intelligent person. How can you think... Somebody can get the snot beat out of them, you know, week after week and come back, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm fine. And I was like, oh, my 
God, you people. <laughs> and, you know, they, the flying pile drivers and, and all this stuff. And I was reminded of all this. I think that's what started our original conversation, Mark, was I was watching the movie with the kids, um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I don't know if you've seen that movie or I not. I have seen it yet. It's it's based on a series of books, and this kid's trying to become popular in middle school, and so he's trying to find some club that'll make him really popular. So he decides to, or, or activity, I should say. So he decides to join wrestling. And of course, he's thinking about it the night before, and he's got on the shiny cape, you know, and he's doing the flying pile drivers and all that kind of crap that they do. And then they get there, and it's real Greco-Roman style wrestling. And they're going through it, and he ends up getting his butt kicked by the nastiest, smelliest little kid in the whole group. <laughs> and then his arch-rival uh, girl in the school, she ends up kicking his butt in front of the whole school and ends up on the cover of the newspaper to embarrass him even further. <laughs> so That's funny. So you know, you're, you're, I, Sorry, Mark. I said, I sat here last week, and I heard Mark mention... Now, he didn't mind watching this uh, mm-hmm. so-called fake wrestling because it's you, you kind of know it's fake and it's just entertainment and stuff. And I have a lot of thoughts around that. I is like is real professional wrestling not entertaining enough that you got to watch the the fake wrestlers, or is it two totally it's two totally different things? It's one's a show and. Yeah, one is actually an athletic sport, and one's a just a like a Broadway show. I'd like to think of them as two completely independent productions. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think of the traditional style Greco-Roman wrestling and all that kind of stuff um, as being you know the traditions of it, and then the the wrestling that we see uh, from the WWE and and other similar companies. I'd like to. Class that more as entertainment and more as a, a three-hour movie that you get to sit through. You're not really too sure what's going to happen. But rather than taking 20 takes <coughs> to get the scene right, they do it in one take and hope that it, it doesn't muck up and doesn't look silly. So I felt uh, kind of foolish watching it, though. I'm just thinking, does everybody around here think that I don't know this is fake? And do I think the same thing about everybody else in the audience? Does somebody here believe this is real? Yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. I'm sure some people do, especially younger kids would. Um, you know, they, you know, may not have uh, sort of been, you know, advised that hey, it's not real, and they've got little blood packs that they can then split. You know, when they get hit over the head, and and uh, hence why they sort of always go into you know the little sort of crutch mode, and they hold the head and so forth, and then the next thing they're bleeding. So, um, you know, they're great athletes. Um, Although they are, they are, you know, steroid infused as well. So, you know, really? that, that, that's another thing that you've got to sort of say, okay, maybe not such, not good role models. Uh, let's put it that way for a younger generation. Um, but it is entertaining. The, the storyline is as entertaining as a movie, in my opinion. Um, but it just depends so, whether or not you like that type of storyline and that type of show very, and presentation. Very, very. Very contrived storyline yeah. and stuff, but you yeah. you know you realize you know how big uh, reality TV is now mm. of all types of reality TV. You know that God when hell when I was a kid, which was uh, many 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 years ago, they had it was called All Star Wrestling. It was that same fake wrestling thing. wasn't nearly as much glitz. They didn't have nearly as much money then. 
but it was still the same thing. You know, that has to be probably the very first occurrence of what would be considered reality uh, TV nowadays. You know? well, yeah, I, I, it probably is. And the only thing I've seen that was any worse than the professional wrestling was when they used to have something called Glow. Did you all ever happen to see that? No, tell us about oh. it. Oh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh, oh regular... now, now that would be real. <laughs> no, no. If you think the other stuff, as Mark said, was contrived, oh my God, this stuff was even worse. Really? And I don't care how attractive the women were, I could not bring myself to watch it. It was that Oh, um, Kevin, it, it, Kevin, either they look good or they don't. I mean, <laughs> oh, but it was just, I mean, they're, 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 they're again, I'm that, all that, man. That's the, that's the secret to why I used to enjoy the, the WWF because, uh, or WWE, because they had uh, Trish Stratus and, and she was just, you know, full of stratisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to get hate mail now. I just know that. <laughs> Uh, but that that was that was you know it even made me feel bad and there isn't a whole lot that shames me but <laughs> yes we, we know with that TV show you're watching recently Kevin <laughs> yeah because I don't mind the people sniffing other people's bums or licking toilet seats oh but when it, but when it comes to that it was just uh, I I I could not watch it the only time I think I ever got convinced to watch it is I had a major snoot full. And I was just too lazy to get up off the sofa because I was enjoying it, uh, you know, enjoying just living in the moment and watching the pretty colors go across in front of me. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but you remember they used to uh, put on roller derby on TV, and it was displayed just much the same way as our all-star semi-fake wrestling <laughs> is. Oh yeah, I, it's still on on some channels. Actually, it's oh, starting to make it is. come back. It seems like most of the time it was all women roller derby, and they're all like beating the crap out of each other. All you know, built like Amazons. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, and the ones that I've seen occasionally now, that is the same thing. It's like those women scare me. <laughs> I'm not go. I don't want to be anywhere near. They're, and they're they're attractive women, but. Lord, help me. Those uh, I would not want to bump into them. I'm sure there's a mustache or two in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. If Alice hears you say that, you might get in trouble, Mark. <laughs> um, but, you know, you talk about roller derby. You reminded me. Do either one of you remember the old movie called Rollerball? With, um, yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah. It's a, it's uh, a futuristic... You would like it, Mark, because it's futuristic sci-fi. There's um, a few of those I get I get mixed up. There's there was roller, yeah, roller blade. There, there was roller one that was ball. only released a few years ago as well. Um, no, this one's really old. It's got um, this ain't oh the one God, with the James, Richard Dawkins. Con- no, this is James no no. Con. This is the one with James Con in it. Okay, this is from, All right. it's it's where they settle wars in like a roller derby type of fashion right. in the oh, future. Wow. As opposed to, you know, out on the battlefield. I think, you know, you're like for the Westworld, Mark, that you mm-hmm. talked about, what, a month or two months ago. I think you need to go watch Roller uh, 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 Rollerball. Because they use motor- look at it. They have motorcycles out there besides the skaters and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's, it was 
considered fairly brutal for its time, but that movie's got to be, I'm guessing, 30 years old. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little bit older, but it was, it's a, you know, if you liked uh, Westworld, then I think you'll really like this. I think it'd be right, it's right up that, it's right up the same alley. That was probably 30 years ago that I saw it, so I don't hardly remember it. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's what, been a that, while for me. That's a good recommendation for this weekend because I've got my mother staying with us this weekend. It's my son's sixth birthday, and oh boy, she's already driving me nuts. And you know what's what's really hilarious with her? She'll be in the kitchen washing up and helping Gretel do the washing up and cleaning up. And you know, I, I was in bed this morning and and just decided to to lay in a little bit and and just you know do some work on the iPad. And um, I could hear them having this conversation, and it was all about me. And it's like. I'm here, you know, you can ask me directly. Uh, so anyway, so that, that'll be a good way for me to get out of having to uh, entertain and, and chat with us because we, we tend to butt heads after a few hours. So uh, it's not intentional, mind you, it's just the way it is. She doesn't agree with everything that we're doing and I don't agree with what she thinks. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it, I know how that can be. I remember just before I moved out when I was younger, Oh my god! It was to the point that my mother and I actually used separate entrances to the house. Oh, really? <laughs> she, she went out the front door up one floor. I went out the back door on the back corner of the house down one floor. It was that bad. Oh, that's we incredible. Just, yeah, I mean, I love my mother. I mean, I still, you Absolutely. know, I dearly love her. Likewise. But, but oh my god, we were just like, oh. With oil and water, if there ever was a mixture of that type of stuff. So, whew. <laughs> well, certainly, uh, yeah, no, I mentioned that, you know, my son's birthday's coming up. And, uh, you know, he's, he's getting some, some neat toys, some Lego. And um, what else is he getting? He's getting a, a Cars 2 game for the 3DS that he's going to enjoy, I'm sure. Uh, and I, I decided my uh, Sentinel Prime, which um, has been sitting on my desk for the last couple of months... Um, I'm actually going to rebuild him into the um, fire truck and with my son over the weekend. And because uh, oh. he's been asking, can we build him into the fire truck? Can we put him into the fire truck? Because he loves cars and trucks and, and anything with wheels that move. And I decided, well, it's time for me to get a, a new transformer to put on my desk. So I'm going to repurpose the old one, give it to him. Uh, you know, it's a display model. I don't want him playing with it, though. <laughs> you know, it's set up on display. You can look at it. Look, but don't touch. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I, I I just love the stuff too much. That's why I don't want him touching it. <laughs> I know yeah, I'm that, mean. <laughs> that That's a Cryo, right? Yeah, it's the, one of the Cryo sets. Um, actually, I don't know if I mentioned it on one of the previous shows, but Cryo's started to release the Battleship range as well. Um, and Kevin's yeah. nodding backwards and forwards. He's looking forward to it, I think. <laughs> yes. As, as you mentioned, we talked a little, we might have talked a little bit about it on one of the shows, too. Yeah, I, I was looking at that, and I think I might have to uh, snag one or two of those. They would be a great uh, little adornment here to my desk. You know what I saw was really good? We were out shopping the other day, and, and they've got the big toys sales on this time of year because they try you know it's the slow time of of year and they try to move stuff and you can lay by through to christmas so people can spend a lot of money and um they actually have a 200 dollars r2d2 made out of lego official lego it's an official lego product so you can get it worldwide and it's about Mm -hmm. 30 centimeters tall 
Um, so it'd probably be about the same size as the Sentinel Prime, but it, it just yeah. looks absolutely incredible. But I looked at the price and I went, as much as I want that, that's just a little bit pricey for, for my liking. Yeah, well, you know, uh, my son really wanted the uh, Death Star, the Lego Death Star oh, that yeah, they that's have. That's beautiful, isn't it? But good lord, that thing's, I think it's $400 mm. US oh or 300 And I'm going, mm. you know, it would be great. It would be a great time. But I'm not so sure he and I could get enough father-son bind, bonding time out of that to, <laughs> to warrant <laughs> that kind of. I mean, I'd rather spend some time with, you know, him and I with one of the train sets, you know, the Thomas the Train or something like that. We can get a lot more time, and I've already owned that stuff. I don't have to... <laughs> I want to pay three or four hundred dollars for it. Even he thinks for Legos, that's kind of expensive. It's it's kind of funny. He'll get on the Lego site and he'll start shopping around, especially as we get closer to Christmas. And he this past Christmas he went, wow, I'd like to have that, but that's awful expensive for Santa Claus to have to pick that up for me. He said, <laughs> I think I'll just pass on that and take it off my list. So. Bless his little heart, he's thinking about poor old Santa Claus. Wow. <laughs> and you know what, when, when kids do that, it, it, it sort of hits the heart and you turn around and you say, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and do this and, and, and get it for them. You know, I, I do the same thing, you know, I, it, it's just one of those priceless things. Kids are so honest and uh, yeah, you just don't want to see them disappointed, but uh, it certainly is just a massive expense. Yeah, so, it is. And that, I think that's probably the, the great thing about the Cryo range is they are a little bit cheaper than Lego. Uh, like, initially when they come out, they're, you know, still roughly at the same price point. But, you know, if you compare, you know, the R2-D2 with this Sentinel Prime I got, uh, the retail was around about $100, whereas the R2-D2 is on sale and it's, you know, $200. I think the original price is maybe 300 something like that. Uh, so it is a lot more expensive. And, okay, it's got the Star Wars branding as well. I don't know how much that would play into it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I assume it would probably play a lot into it because everything Star Wars seems to be quite expensive. Yeah, it it's, does. It's George Lucas screwing us out of money <laughs> year <laughs> after year after year. I'm, I'm, hey, st you... I'm still not buying another copy of that bloody series. <laughs> yeah, you will, though. Yes, well, you will. Mate, you know, maybe I will, but you know what? I'm going. I'm going to sell my old ones on eBay so that he can't get money off some other portion. <laughs> well, you know, you you can't say you're being screwed. You have to say you're be being treated like a metal shaft with a helically wrapped inclining plane. <laughs> just, Do you just, remember that? Yeah. That, that which which episode was that on? Uh, it was like season three that, or season four. It's the one where where. Uh, Sheldon was worried he was getting a girlfriend. Oh, is that the one where Amy wanted him to meet the mother? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. I watched that only a couple of nights ago. And, that, uh, that, the the funny good. part on that, too, was where he talked about, well, if she tries to find us, we won't. We don't no longer live at 2130 whatever street it is. Yeah, and and, 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 and he holds up the number. And then he says, and he said, well, what about the, po and Leonard says, well, what about the postman? He said, I talked to the postman and I quote, yeah, bitches, they be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great episode. I, I think the best part was when they were doing the video conference with uh, Amy's mother and, and they were talking about the the sexual encounters that they were having and, and Sheldon was having with, with her daughter. And, and she's sort of this 
born again Christian mother kind of thing. I was absolutely horrified. It was just priceless. And, and Sheldon was doing it so clinically. You know, he was talking about about it in such a clinical fashion with a straight face and her mother sitting there with this shock, horrified, uh, horrified look. I think he said something like, oh, we need to go now. I need to go defile your daughter or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, was, that's one of those episodes I make sure the kids don't watch because they absolutely love the Big Bang Theory. My daughter thinks Sheldon's fantastic, but at six years old, I've got to actually pick the episodes that I wanted to watch because, that you know, there's some episodes that get a little bit ruined. She get a little bit out there. Um, and it's like, you know, she'll grow up soon enough. I don't need her to, to necessarily live in the grown-up world just yet. So she, she gets, you know, a lot that you know, uh, a little bit milder. And, and certainly I think the show's got a good mix of, you know, let's go to one extreme ever from the very first episode when they were uh, masturbating for money to, you know, yeah. just, just general, you know, trying to get for- in to see, uh, uh, what was it, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think it was. Oh, uh, yeah. That where was where it Raiders? was part of, part of that yeah. episode. I'm trying to think, was it Raiders or was it, yeah, I think it was. It was Raiders of the Lost Ark. They wanted to see it had 20 seconds of new footage or something like that. And <laughs> they really wanted to get in and see it. And, and then Will Wheaton and his posse jumped in front of him and uh, cut and him off. They and they did yeah. yeah. That was quite good. I, I love those episodes with Will Wheaton in there. There's just... Uh, I don't know. He just works so perfectly with Sheldon as the antagonist. Uh, it's so funny. Well, you know, that episode where Sheldon and Will finally become friends. Oh, that that's where Howard, that, that's at Howard's um, Bucksmart, uh, isn't it? No, 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 it's not. No, oh, that, it's, this but, is it's before. before, that's right. Because, that, you know, because remember, I've missed a lot of season five because I wasn't watching it on the TV. And I'm actually just waiting for it to be released. Like, it's released on iTunes, but in Australia, they want to charge me 50 bucks for it. And it's like, yeah, no, I'll oh, wait till September right. and get the DVDs for 30 yeah, it's uh, but he he's there. Will Wheaton says, "Hey, by the way, and I'll give you the figure. You know, it's still in the package. It's his last one. It's autographed." And he said, "Oh, Will Wheaton, you're my friend." And he's hugging him, and Brent Spiner walks up and grabs it. Wow, look at that! And he rips it open and says, "Remember when we used to make these guys look like they were doing it with each other?" <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that episode yet. Now I want to see it. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's a classic. I think that's season four, if I'm not nah, mistaken. No, it'd be season five, because I've got all of season four. Um, okay. But yeah, it'd have been season five somewhere, and I've only seen maybe four or five of the episodes out of season five, including the, the Stephen Hawking one. Um, I saw where, where he criticized Sheldon, and then Sheldon fainted. <laughs> yeah, it is. you're right. It is season five, because I remember, uh, I think it, the directors, Bill... Prady, is that how you say it, or parody, or however you say his name? I think it's Prady. Prady. Um, he was talking about, uh, he tweeted out, because I follow his Twitter account, because he's actually, he's, he's really amusing. Um, he uh, tweeted out about, see if you can spot the Star Trek luminaries in the background, uh, and the guy that's the comic book store is standing there talking to one of the writers that wrote on both the original series, and I think TNG both. I can't remember. It, it's a lady, and she's standing in the background in that shot. So, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Now, I lo- I do like the Will Wheaton episodes. It is pretty good because he really gets inside Sheldon's head and messes <laughs> with. Him. 
I'll tell you something else that I discovered on YouTube one night. There's like season two, three, two and three, might even be four out there now, where they have like a 10-minute reel of all the bloopers from that. Nice. From those, you can watch, and it is just, I've watched them half a dozen times, and it gets no less funny every time I watch it. The screw-ups they have, to see, uh, uh, crap, I can't think of Sheldon's real name now. Uh, the, Jim the guy Parsons. Who, Jim Parsons. When he drops out of character and stuff like that, it is, it's funny. And with him and Penny and stuff like that, it's it's priceless. I encourage our listeners to go out there and uh, search YouTube. I think all you have to search is for Big Bang Theory bloopers, and it's uh, there's two ten minute ones out there. It's pretty funny. So, yeah, I've certainly caught a lot of the uh, the Comic Cons where they've actually been on stage and did the Q and A sessions, and they're quite good as well. I think they've done at least four now. Um, I've seen two. Yeah. Pretty sure they've done four. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just remember because they go for a, like an hour at a time, and I yeah. remember sitting there one day when I when I should have actually been getting some work done. <laughs> when I had YouTube just gone, yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell don't tell anyone, especially not Tim, because you know <laughs> he wants to make sure I get the work done. Um, but yeah, I um. I, I, I can get really carried away with YouTube, as I'm sure you guys can as well. That's why when I turn to writing and need to write, I, I turn my iPad on and turn the iMac off because once I'm in the writing app on the iPad, I can pump out a thousand-word article in an hour, you know, and, and then take another hour to edit it. Um, but if I'm on the iMac, it'll take me about three days. <laughs> so, little ADD there are we yeah. just, a, just a little and you know what I, I actually went and saw that new uh, MacBook Pro 15 inch retina display beautiful computer absolutely lovely and I was saying to Gretel hey can I get it can I get it please please can I get it and she was like do we have the money and I'm like yeah if we don't want the kids to have a good education, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, anyway you know of course I'm not, I'm not going to get it but um, I always like to ask her to see what she'll say. She never says yes first. I'm hoping one day she'll just turn around and say, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, we, that, that's a pipe dream, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I I started asking about getting my uh, iMac that I currently have about a year or so before I got it. And, and, <laughs> it and, and my long, wife, it? <laughs> it, it took, she actually said, well, I don't know. She said, and I said, yeah, I can wait, because I think my MacBook was still under Apple Care, so I wasn't panicking too much. But when Apple Care, then I kind of stepped up the process a little bit when it ended. And uh, she finally said, she said, she finally said one day, she said, look, she said, you know what it's going to cost. You know where we stand as far as what we've got to pay. So if you think it's a good deal, do it. And even then, it took three or four times of her saying that before I finally said, I'm going to do it. I yeah. just can't stand it anymore. I, I do exactly the same thing, Kevin. I've got to get that permission. And you can't just have it once because you don't want them to turn around six months later and say, I didn't say that. You know, It's like, no, you need it pumped into you that you are allowed to go and buy that tech toy, but a new computer, but you know, just a, a transformer to sit on the shelf, whatever it is. You need permission. Mark, do you have the same problem with needing permission from the better half? Not at all. I have the opposite problem. <laughs> You're lucky. No. <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll talk myself out of the damn thing. And uh, no, we don't share finances that really. I mean, I pay all the bills. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I could actually just drop by whatever I want. Shoot, hell, she would say, "Go ahead," and I'm trying to hold myself back. You know, <laughs> I said, "Make sure I can make up a bill for the next couple months." And uh, but I don't, I don't have the problem. Fantastic. Well, now, well, then I then I have to ask the question: Do you want to be my daddy? <laughs> That is disturbing <laughs> on so many levels, Kevin. <laughs> uh, I was trying to count up if I'm old enough, and no, I don't think that'll work. Yeah, I think you and I are a little too close in age for that one to work out very well. Oh, dear. But together we could be Mark's dad. <laughs> Probably good, actually. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, let's let's move on from that conversation because I'm getting thoughts in my head that I just don't think I should be having at this point in time, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll change. I'll change that thought for you real quick. My kilt. That's all. Oh I'll hell say. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the story that I? Jeez, oh, I'm choking now. Kevin. Oh crikey. <laughs> What, what's the story that I heard you're not allowed to wear your kilt anymore? It came across on Twitter, and I, I didn't bother responding to it because I thought I'll ask you live. <laughs> what's the deal with that? Um, you have a I kilt? Remember. Oh, how, many yes. Scotsmans, how many Scotsmans gave their life to get, make you a quilt? <laughs> not a quilt, a kilt. <laughs> I mean a kilt. I'm trying to think. Might be a quilt Oh, I know what I was saying. I was I was pissed off at myself the other day for something I didn't get that I didn't do right, and I said I was kicking. My, I did a little hashtag said kicking my own butt for it, and uh, our a friend, our good friend of ours, uh, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Pike, and Big Peak. Thank you. Sorry about that, Mike. Uh, said you know we, he and I were going back and forth, and he said. Well, now I've got this picture of you and your kilt kicking your own butt, and that's a picture I didn't need. And that's when I wrote back and I said, no, no, I've been banned from wearing my kilt for a while, so I'm going no trousers via at uh, Jeff Gamet. Or Jeff Gamet. <laughs> and, that was, that was, and that's when he came back and said something about, oh, my eyes, my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> and you know what? You I, like I still belt? get confused over pants and trousers and all that kind of stuff, so. Either way, it was Don't a disturbing pay. image. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, that's the yeah, it is a disturbing. You mentioned it's me. That's the disturbing image. But the um, the I still remember being on, doing the show one time and saying something about my pants, and uh, Mark Dalton and John Pratchett both jumped on me and said, "Not pants, trousers. Hmm. You're talking about your trousers. You're not putting your iPad in your pants." Because <laughs> I keep forgetting that over there, pants is your underwear. Yeah. In the UK, yeah, so we just so term it as underpants. So <laughs> interesting, I, though, but, isn't it? How how different countries have you know different things for basically the same thing. It's, yeah, uh, well, you know, the the funny thing is too. Somebody said something to me about wearing a kilt. I said, you know, it really doesn't bother me. And I said, uh, they said, well, the question is, are you a true man and wear it the way God intended? And I said, hell yes. I said, I'm not head? too proud. No, if the wind blows, you get to see what it is. That's all there is to it. And as as long as you don't go shoveling snow in it, Kevin. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh no! Oh, oh, your neighbors are gonna kill me now. Don't give me any ideas. He'll love that. <laughs> you know, you you just want to wait and, until the the little Google truck 
um, comes past to do the street view and, and be out there in the kilt and, and just sort of be, be bending over somewhat. Have a little gust of wind go up and, uh, you know, then you'll be famous. Oh, there was a breeze. I'm sorry. Do, doing the uh, the old Marilyn Monroe pose. Exactly what I was thinking. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you, you know, my neighbor... My neighbors already think I'm strange. Because I've been, yeah, yes, big surprise, I know. The um, I have been outside shoveling snow, and as long as it's not too windy, in shorts and a t-shirt, it is not uncommon for me to go outside, or, or shorts and with a light jacket on, to shovel snow. And and they, they just look at me, of course, the ones that have lived here a while now that know that, yeah, it's that crazy old fart across the street that shovels <laughs> snow in shorts, and... You know, out on Christmas Day, standing there talking to him, and you know, hey, how was your Christmas? Oh, Christmas was great. You know, I'm waiting for my in-laws to arrive, and I'm just standing there in shorts and t-shirt, just chit-chatting away. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just that way. You know so. what? You'd, you'd make good Christmas dinner conversation for the neighbors, Kevin. They'd be peeking out the window, going, "Look at him! He's crazy." <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure they know I'm crazy, and I'm pretty sure I end up the topic of their Christmas conversation <laughs> anyway. Maybe for not such good reasons. If that's all they're talking about, that's okay. <laughs> I like <So>. that. <laughs> All right, let's swing uh, the conversation back in, into tech away from the kilt, Tim, because I've got this mental <laughs> image that just can't. It's out of the head. Get out of the head. Um, repurposing old technology. What are you guys doing with that? Do you repurpose? Do you sell? Do you recycle? Do you throw it in the trash like Kevin's going to do with that beautiful little Mac he's got? Just because it's no good anymore. It just won't connect to the internet. It's not as flash as his 27-inch iMac. Well, now, t- the other problem is I don't have a keyboard that'll work with it. And I don't have a monitor anymore because the, ma- the monitor... Keyboard. Mark, would you have a monitor? Because, you know, we could do, like, this three-way connect-up. I, I do have an extra monitor. There we go. So we've, we've got yeah, a lot of pieces. The, <laughs> yeah, but that still takes the special... What's that connector that was on the back of those? It wasn't a standard connector. What what machine? It's, it's a... That's a 2C... Was it an X... 2CI? Oh. Is that what it was? They call it it's ADC? really old. ADC or AD... ADB, AD, I think, is one. ADB. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's really old. The monitor I had with it, I finally, as I as I kept using it, it had a little crack in the because I bought it used, and it had a little crack in one corner near the front of the CRT. And I guess as I used it, it got warm, and I kept using it. It kept opening up and opening up to the point I didn't really feel safe using it because I was afraid it would just kind of open up one day, and the CRT and that tube would just come all sliding out <laughs> one corner. I thought, yeah, that's a recipe for electrocuting Kevin or and or burning down the house. So I decided it was best that, it, and plus it was kind of it was getting kind of weird. It made a funny smell at times. So I thought, yeah, I probably ought to get rid of that monitor. Yeah, so I, I was just thinking we could run all these extension leads right across the world and then link us all together to the one machine. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be if an interesting have- one. If I have tech sitting around a house that's that old, I go out and I set it on the uh, on the curb, and somebody picks it up. <laughs> and you know the sad part is I I used to be the guy that did some of that. I would go around and pick up old tech like that that I saw, and and I would rework that stuff uh, and sell it for a profit. There was a time you know, when it's I'd... amazing how many people do that, and and not just in technology, but even in things like furniture and so forth, because we have these big. 
you know, weeks where we just, anything we don't want anymore, put it on the curb, the council comes through, picks it all up, takes it away. But before they get there with the big trucks to actually pick it up, we get people the weekend before and so forth coming around in their four-wheel drives and trailers and so forth and just literally picking it up. And we'll go up the road and we're thinking, you know, and Gretel constantly goes, I don't know why people want, you know, other people's rubbish. And I turn around and I said, you do know that they... You know, sand back the furniture and, and re-lacquer it, repaint it. Uh, you know, fix up any hinges that may need replacing. And then they sell it as, at a second-hand furniture place nearby or, or something, you know. Or they um, sell it themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's big In some cases. Some people. some people make a good bit of money out of it. One man's trash is can be another man's treasure. Mm. Exactly what I was thinking. Well, you know, though, I'll say this first before I say too much more about the old tech, is that it really, when I do come time to get rid of it, I don't just throw it in the bin. I do actually save it up, and I responsibly take it to uh, the area I live in has an electronics recycling program over at the uh, landfill where they take it and recycle it responsibly. And you have to pay for certain things that you get rid of and other things they take for free. So when it does come time... I am a responsible recycler. I do strongly. I feel very strongly, and I believe in that very strongly. Um, but I really try to repurpose old tech as much as I can. I mean, I know our audience can't see over my shoulder, but uh, both of you gentlemen might be able to see over my shoulder. There's a couple old Windows laptops that I had no need for, and they just keep moving down through the family. Hmm. And I just keep moving down. I just turned over, uh, for the most part, I had a, it's a first-gen iPod Touch that you know i've now given to my oldest daughter to use and she you know she's just as tickled as as punch with having something like that so i try to repurpose old tech i've actually been thinking about i got an old old dell uh dimension pc here i've been thinking about turning into a nas thing uh putting uh linux on it and turn and putting uh i've got a couple brand new hard drives i never took out of the box i could put about half a terabyte in it and use it as a nas storage device uh, but, you know, I, I do like to repurpose old tech as much as possible. I've taken older computers. Um, I've got people at work that, you know, they're always looking for something really basic. Maybe they don't have a machine or something. And I've taken an old laptop or something like that, gotten it up and running. I've either put Linux on it or put an older version, but a patchable version of Windows. Most of the time it's XP, of course. And, you know, these old machines have gotten new life. They're beyond what I can use them for or anybody in my family, and I have people give me this old tech all the time. And, you know, I, I do try to repurpose it because I hate to see the stuff wasted because, you know, most of the time it can serve another purpose for people. It, you know, the life expectancy can be extended. I know Nightwise talked recently about taking an old iMac uh, G4, I think it was, and he found a PPC version of Linux put it on there and got it up and running and you know not the most blazing fast thing in the world and all that but i i really feel strong about repurposing tech the macbook air i've got here my macbook air when that thing gets to the point because it's one of the i think it's a second gen it's yeah second gen uh macbook air when it gets to the point that i can no longer put um uh you know current os 10 on it I'll put Linux on it and keep using it. It's a nice little laptop. It runs perfectly fine. I don't see any sense of throwing the thing away. No, definitely not. And, you know, I, I do the same thing now with my kids. I'll, I'll pass all the gear down 
to them that I'm finished with. And the only thing is you're always waiting for the old equipment to stop working. So that gives you good justification to say, well, you know what? Now you need my old computer. Now I can go out and buy a brand new one. <laughs> so exactly. Um, you know, you, it's like kids use it as much as possible. Go on, use it. Keep using it. <laughs> and fingers crossed it'll fall over. Actually, I had my uh, old 2004 eMac the other day. Not it, it was booting up, but the display and and those computers were, which is really bad for displays and capacitors. They just blew all the time. But luckily, I, I um, you know, I, I got a fairly good one. And um. But the screen wouldn't turn on the other day when my daughter wanted to play one of her games. And it was like, oh, no. And then we got into this discussion, me and Gretel, with, well, you know, maybe it's time I went out there and, and bought that new computer, you know, and, and sort of <laughs> moved my iMac down to them. So, uh, but unfortunately, my old G4 PowerBook still works perfectly well. So my daughter's just going to use that one. So, you know, that, that's the other problem with having too much technology hanging around the house is that you can always find an old computer to do something, especially for kids, you know, and being only five and six, my, my son and daughter, they don't need the latest and greatest by any stretch of their imagination. They're quite happy playing older educational titles. And, you know, my daughter has some homework that she has to do via the internet. And these old systems, you wouldn't use them for internet banking. You wouldn't use them for purchasing online. Just to log into to the homework area and and uh, do that is absolutely perfect. Plus, the, yeah, I, the real bad thing is the the bloody education system out here runs all that homework in Flash, so I, they can't oh, use it geez. on the iPad. And it's like, oh, talk about just old and and clunky. But we've got no other choice. We've just got to stick with it. Well, you know, that's we. I don't think we have a whole lot of well, at least. Uh, the grade levels that my my kids are at, they don't have a whole lot they can do online, um, but they're starting to get more and more. One of the things that bugged me is they make the kids take these uh, standards of learning tests, and we've talked about this before, but they make them take them online. I mean, when we were in school, we had to get the number two pencil and color the little dots in, you know, and when you got bored with it, you made little pictures of fire trucks and <laughs> other crap like that. Yes, what? I got yelled at by a teacher for doing that on my tests. So, uh, but uh, you know, they make them take them online, and I guess the good thing is they get instant feedback. But the way the kids describe it to me when they take those tests, and and they're using ancient old computers in the school systems around here, that once you go past a group of questions, there's no going back. You can't go back and review your answers before you say, "I'm done." I think that's kind of wrong. I mean, where in life when you take a test don't you aren't they don't they allow you to go back and short of driving if you run over somebody, but you know, they do usually let you go back and, you know, say, "Yeah, I like that answer." Or, uh, I'm not sure about that. Let me let me take another look at it. So, yeah, that that would be bad actually because I I the system isn't set up for the students' convenience. It's set up for the teachers' convenience. For, and, and massing all those scores and stuff, and yeah, you know, it's, it's and it, not it good. cut hours of of sort of compiling test results and and so right. forth out of the teachers' requirements. So yeah, well, not, then, not the best though. Yeah, and plus the stupid SOLs, they they up the standards or for passing or something this year, and I heard it happen in other states, and it happened here in Virginia. 
there was like, okay, well, they upped the standards. So when they went from like 70 to 80 percent of, say, sixth or eighth graders passing the test, it went down to like 30 percent. But that's hmm. because they raised the standard. I'm going, okay, so why did you raise the standard? And they even told you, well, we expect it to go down. So then after it went down, they lowered the standard back down so they could keep getting the money, and they now had 80% pass or whatever the crap it was. And it's like, this is like, you know, 90% of all uh, statistics are made up according to a study. <laughs> Come on, people, what the hell are you talking about? That's funny. So. And you know, I don't know where you guys stand on this, but I, I sort of stand more on, I don't believe examinations are necessarily the best way to... Um, prove someone's knowledge in what they've learned. I feel that a combination of assignments, uh, you know, theoretical and practical work are a much better guide. Uh, because I don't know about you guys, but when I would do exams at school, I used to get so anxious. You know, I'd, I'd be sweating, I'd be feeling sick. Um, you know, it was a, a really bad time. Um, and I, I did not perform well in them in comparison, yet I'd always do very well in the assignments that I'd do. Uh, but as a result, I'd, I'd then get, of course, lower scores and lower rankings purely because I was anxious and, and worried about this one examination that I had to do, otherwise I wasn't going to get that job I wanted later on. Um, where, where do you guys stand on that? Do you think we should have examinations for education or just as a small portion or maybe eliminate it completely? Uh, I don't know how you get around it as far as grading the kids. The problem is, is the way you're tested on things in school is after you're out of school and applying this knowledge to real life, you do, you end up doing things in school you never do in real life. I mean, you're not answering those questions. You may be answering forms of those questions. Uh, what you're doing in school is not real-world application. It's answering a bunch of questions and you know they're really two different things mm. you know, how, how do you perform in classrooms sitting down at a desk with a pencil and paper or how do you perform out in the world and it's I think it's two totally different things yeah it, it, it is I agree with you 100% Mark and I think that's one thing I think at the point in time when I was coming up through high school anyway they didn't have the stupid SOLs that they have now, which, like you're saying, I mean, that, this is crap that doesn't really apply directly to uh, what you're going to do in real life. But we took tests, and what they, I think they called them the competency or something like that, core competency tests. And the, yeah. the questions on the test were like, okay, here's the directions off a, a bottle of medicine you got at the, at the pharmacist. And then they asked you a series of questions that were, you know, all, all contained within the directions, you know, do, do you have enough competency to be able to read the instructions on a, on a medicine that you got at the drugstore and answer the questions about it? Those were good tests, mm -hmm. and I really think that was, I think that was worthwhile. The sad part was the number of kids, we started taking those tests when I was in the 10th grade, sophomore. Um, I'm not bragging, I was by far not... Uh, one of the few, I was one of the many, many that passed them, you know, the first time through. But I, I knew some kids that right up until, you know, a couple months before we got out of high school 
we're still trying to pass these tests. I'm going, really, guys? You made it from 10th to 12th grade, and you still can't figure out if they tell you to take it every three hours how many times you're going to take the pill during the day? I'm going, oh, my Lord. And it's, and what really scares me is some of these people are now officials in in local governments. And I'm, I'm going, oh, God, this is just not good. Well, as soon as you mention governments, you, yeah, you can understand why. <laughs> you know, that, then the that, curve goes the other way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could come at that from another direction. Because if, if you have a pill bottle with all these directions on it that 80% of the people can't follow correctly, then who's at fault? The people reading the instructions or the people that wrote them? Good point. That's true. <laughs> on, on some of them, that, on, especially on some of the newer ones where they say, well, if you're over this age, under this weight, and all that sort of thing, which none of that ever applies to me because I'm old and fat. But the... <laughs> um, the uh, I, it does get complicated on some of that new medicine and stuff. Some of the ones I've read, I have to pause for a minute to think, and I consider myself a semi-intelligent person. Only take this during a quarter moon when you're swinging a rubber chicken over your head <laughs> in twilight. <laughs> <laughs> well, with your, sorry, with your kilt we, on. Oh with your kilt on. <laughs> well, certainly one of the, the medicine packets that my daughter had recently for a... Um, I think it was for a throat infection that she had. It said to take 30 minutes before a meal or two hours after a meal. So, you know, you had all these different ways that it could be taken. And you'd think that's easy. It sounds easy. But then you've got to remember, okay, so I give you this now and you cannot eat for half an hour. Okay. And she had to take it in the morning. So we had to get up extra early. And, of course, we couldn't give it to her two hours after she had eaten at school because she would have already had morning tea and, and everything like that. So, yeah, sometimes you just look at things like that and you go, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Can you just please say one, just say half an hour before and, and that'll be it. You know, we'll just do it that way. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of that stuff is absolutely ridiculous. Um, the way things are phrased nowadays, you know, and I, and I think to some of the... I can't remember who it was. One of the comedians started talking about some of the warning labels, the ridiculous warning labels that they put on stuff, like on the Preparation H, the hemorrhoid cream, do not use on your mouth. <laughs> who did you know that was put on there? Because somebody some, it, used it. <laughs> you know, it's like, a, you know, do not take orally. It's like, really? Really? You have to tell something that's supposed to go on your butt not to take it orally? Come on, people. <laughs> Come on, you, you, you can't. You, oh, it's just like it's the dumbing down of society to the point. I think of that movie. Um, oh, oh um, it, it, idiocracy. Oh, Have you yeah, either I one of you? Ever, I saw and that. And it makes it makes me think oh, of that. God, I'm going it was stupid, but it was funny. Yes. <laughs> it's you know it's just like they they can't figure out why all the plants are dying because. They keep watering them with Gatorade or something like that. Like, like a Mountain Dew because, or something like that. Yeah, they're too <laughs> yeah, you, There's another one for you to watch, Mark. Is, uh, I haven't you, seen you that one yet. This is this is going to be a good weekend of not having to put up with my mother. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they cut to a future at one point where the people have gotten completely stupid. Hmm. And, and they're, they're like they show the city uh, 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 landscape. And I guess this one building started to lean. 
So then they show where they rope wrap cables around it instead of fixing the building. <laughs> they wrap cables around it and tied it to the building next door to keep <laughs> it from falling over. I mean, it's just well, stupid. The, the premise of this show, I don't know if you remember, but they they make up this little premise that when they when it begins is you know this is kind of set in the future, and mm-hmm. the deal is that all the smart people did not reproduce. Right. I mean, they, <laughs> and all the stupid people, all the, the hicks, rednecks, you know, kind of like me and Kevin, we all reproduced. As civilization went on, everybody got dumber and dumber and dumber. <laughs> yeah, because it, 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 yeah, they, they start out with the, uh, you know, the intelligent kind of yuppie couple. Now's not, not the right time to have children because of some reason. Then they cut to these two rednecks and, yeah, well, you want another beer? No, hell no, let's just screw. And, <laughs> and just, yeah, then he, uh, well, no, this is not the right time to have a child because of the economy's doing this. And they cut, and here's this guy with his six girls that he's, that he's uh, gotten pregnant, and they've each had three or four kids, and the kids, you know, and it is exactly what Mark said. It is a complete dumbing down of, of the society, but it's called idiocracy. And I really, it's worth, uh, it's worth a watch. I'll certainly watch that one as well. That sounds absolutely (laughs) fantastic. Yeah. You know what? It it sounds similar in a way, but completely different, of course, to the movie Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that one? With with, uh, Jim Carrey in it, and and, uh, it was Harry, and I forget what Jim Carrey's character was. Um,. Yeah, I can't remember either. It's been a long time since I saw that one. I, okay, the, the the dog truck. They go driving down to uh, Alaska in the dog truck, and they get pulled over by the cop, and uh, Harry needed to, to go to the toilet, but uh, Jim Carrey's character didn't want to stop, so he, he went in the old beer bottles, and and anyway, the, the cop pulled them over and, and sort of said, uh, you know, you've been having a bit of a drink there, and instead of booking them, he, he said, here, give it here. And uh, and takes a swig and and then kind of figures out what it was. Oh, yeah, so, Kevin, Kevin remembers. I can see his face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one I remember. It does, <laughs> yeah, it does taste like it got a little wine. To it. <laughs> yeah, when the, or when uh, he got his tongue uh, stuck on the ski lift as well. That was that was fun. I don't remember that part. Yeah, he, he goes. Oh, look, ice! And he put his he put his tongue to, oh, to lick it. Yes, and it yeah, okay. stuck. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like the old two characters from Saturday Night Live, Billy Crystal and Christopher Guest? And they do things like stick a nail up their nose. And oh, I hate when that happens. Oh that? yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I do remember that. I hate when I do this, and they crush their hand with a hammer, or you know, something like that. And, well, that yeah, sure hurts. I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that 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 was good. So, uh, uh, good good movies and good times. And certainly, I'll check out those two new ones you've mentioned today. Is, is there anything else that you guys have been watching over the last week that we should be uh, paying attention to? That's that's really quite good. Um, not me. Hey. I've been working too many hours to watch TV this week, so I haven't had much time. Yeah, I don't, I don't I take get some... time anymore to watch TV. It's a shame. Like I, I was, to, to properly I was... watch. I mean, just relax and and sit back and do nothing. Well, you know, I was uh, 
I watched a, uh, uh, or I was listening to the radio today when I was out at lunchtime running some errands from the office, and they played a clip, and I've got to watch the movie now because it made me remember it, and I haven't watched it for eons. Is The Hunt for Red October I with Sean Connery. for a number of years, probably well, at least yeah. 10, maybe more years since I've seen that. But I heard that clip, and yeah, and I couldn't think of uh, I couldn't think of anything else about that movie. So, and when we get done, if I'm not too tired, I'm probably going to throw it in and start watching it tonight, just because I I got it on the brain. So, yeah, I, I you know that it's funny how things you'll hear certain things and it'll trigger your memory for a movie or or something like that. And then I have, and, and with me, it's like oh, I I got to go watch it. I, I I've got to go watch it. I can think about nothing else. If my mind's not occupied, it's, it becomes singularly focused. I'm a single-core CPU when it comes to that task, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I have to get to that movie. I've got to watch it. So before, but within the next 24 hours, you can be assured I will watch The Hunt for Red October at least once. <laughs> there we go. Hey, do you guys... Uh... Okay, here's a good question, and we're, we're nearing the end of the show, so we won't go too long over. Books that are made into movies, do you prefer to read the book before watching the movie or read the book after watching the movie? Mm, I, I go both ways on that. There are some where I've seen... Um, I'm a big reader. I mean, I'll watch the movie, but I stop. I know the deal is the book always contains more info than the movie's going to. You know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, whether you want to see know all that info before going in to see the movie or after is the question. And certainly it changes the opinion, too. Um, you know, sometimes you can see a movie and say, oh, they really screwed that story up. Uh, or even vice versa, the movie was better than the book in some cases. Very few cases, though. Yeah, no, yeah, because um, I can think of one good instance. I read a book years ago. It was called Masters of Deception or Masters of Some Destruction. I, I just recently found the book, and I dug it out. And I want to read it again. But it was the book that was the basis for the 1996 movie Hackers with, mm-hmm. um, uh, crap, what's her name? Angelina Jolie. I couldn't think of her name for a second. Starring in it. And some other big names. Um, but... The the movie, while I enjoy the movie, um, it, they really took a very liberal license uh, in the way they adapted that over to the uh, to the movie from the book, because the book was very uh, tech and geeky focused in the way it works. It's one of the, and again the kind of genre that somebody like us might enjoy reading if you're into that. And we've talked about that before. I love the techno thriller books and, and techno history books and things like that. Um, so it's, it, 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 they really took a liberal license and, but in that case, I enjoyed both. I saw them so completely differently that I enjoyed both. But a lot of times I think I might come down on the side of wanting to see the movie. And then I like to go back and fill in the details because I think, uh, you all said it sometimes the book, because it has more details ruins the movie for you. Hmm. That could be, yeah. I, you know, the book is always the original work. Now, to do the movie, it's, you know, they're, they're in time constraints. You know, they got to do this movie within two hours, you know, two and a half hours at the most. I mean, if it goes longer than that, it's something epic. And to get all the info in there, which you know, normally they don't even do that, 
but to stay as close as to the original story they can without screwing it up too bad, that is a challenge. It, you yeah. know, how, if they can pull that off well in a movie, they've done a good job because the book is the original work. And if you'd done the book verbatim, then you know that could go on for hours. Mm. Yeah. Now here's a here's a since Mark, since you're a big Star Wars fan, I'm more of the Star Trek fan, but I like Star Wars. I'm the Star Trek did you, fan. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm actually did both. You, so yeah. Did Did you read any of the books? No. Before, you never did. No. I okay. um, I don't subscribe to the the fantasy Star Wars books at all. I just I've n- never even picked up one to even consider it. I like just... And even the animated series that has has been released, I'm not even that interested see, in seeing that. I, I love the original those, three movies. The new movies, I'm not that keen on, you know. And see, that's different. Those books are kind of like after the fact of movies. Yeah, weren't, weren't yeah. they written after... Well, or they were actually released after the movie... And oh, I thought it was the other way around. I'm not sure. I'm sure one of the listeners will correct us, or or well, we. I figured all, we, I thought all you know, all most all the Star Trek and Star Wars stuff. I mean, it was written for the screen from the get go, right? And then adapted to books. Yeah. Star Trek, yes, I know. Star Trek was it was an adaptation. Then they started writing books for it. But I thought Star Wars. Again, I'm not as big a Star Wars nut as I am Star Trek. I thought the books came first, but I, you know, I'm going to freely admit I could be completely wrong on that. Yeah, we'll have to do some research and find out because I'm honestly not too sure. You know, if we were talking James Bond, definitely the books came before the the movies. Um, but now, of course, they've run out of books because Ian Fleming only pens so many. Uh, but Star Wars, I'm not sure. I have a feeling they did the movies first and then adapted the story in, into book formation. Um, Ooh, I don't think I'd want to read the book then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know what? We're going to lose... Either way, we're losing geek cred here. Because <laughs> yeah, we don't really. know this. So, uh, you know what? On that note, I think we might close out the show before uh, we say anything else that might throw our uh, credibility into question if it's not already <laughs> thrown into question. <laughs> That's true. Um <laughs> Now, let's go around the room. Uh, Kevin, where can you be found on the internet for the next week? And and did you get your article published on your blog this week? You promised. Don't go looking. Don't go looking away. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to magically appear. Shame, oh. shame, shame. No, but I did write a couple SOWs at work. Does that count in place of it? Do I get to read them? <laughs> If they get published, yes, I'll let you read them. They're thrilling and exciting documents. Fantastic. No, probably I'd, fall asleep um, after I'd, the first sentence. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. Actually, no, I didn't. Uh, I did add a little bit more to the one blog post, and I got an article I'm trying to write that I may post too, but I've had uh, I've had a lot going on this week, so unfortunately by the time I got home a couple evenings, it was like, um, my brain, I didn't even fire up the computer. I mean, most people probably noticed I had, didn't do much, much on Twitter until, uh, today I had a little bit of interaction and last night I had a little bit of interaction, but it's been, um, it's been uh, a busy week. So I, no, I honestly didn't. I, I will take it as a task to try to get done before next week, before we record again. Don't, don't worry, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep asking and maybe by Christmas we'll get something put up on the site. Yeah. How about that? 
Fair enough. Um, but no, if you want to find me, you can always find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or all the other stuff that links to the blog that I haven't updated for a while or uh, the other podcasts that I might appear on occasionally or any other rants and ramblings that I might have out there. Uh, you can go to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Fantastic. And Mark, thank you for joining us on the show this week. It's been absolutely fantastic to have a guest appearance by a fan of the show. We really appreciate all the time you've spent uh, sending us messages and listening to the show. Where can the listeners find out more about you or get in touch? About the only place they can find me is on Twitter, at Mark Shepard. Fantastic. S-H-E-P-P-A-R-D, the way my last name is spelt, because it can be spelt several different ways. Same as the uh, famous actor, British actor, that is Supernatural. We have the same middle initial, same first last name, spelt same. I get I get his fan uh, tweets on Twitter all the time. <laughs> he's on there, but he's got he he came on Twitter after I joined. I joined Claire back in two thousand seven. He has an underscore between his first and last name. Mine just all yeah. runs together. <laughs> you, you don't get his checks by any chance, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I thought about offering him my Twitter handle, and if you'd pay me money for it, but uh, I haven't got any response. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Indeed. And if anyone wants to get in touch with me, they can simply come across to everydaymaxsupport.com, where links to everything I do uh, is on that site. And, uh, well, thank you to the few people who have been listening and subscribing to the show. I'm sure Mark wouldn't subscribe or listen to this episode of the the show, so we've got to rely on a couple of people. Um, Maybe we've got four. Mark's counting... What's Mark doing in the background there? He's counting... Counting listeners. Oh, the the amount of listeners. Well, we haven't got to ten yet. I don't think... (laughs) (laughs) anyway thank you to everyone who has listened has subscribed please tell a friend that we exist and until next week take care and between now and next week don't forget to hug a geek hi everybody i'm tim robertson from the tech fan podcast i'm david cohn from the tech fan podcast and you know david and i have a bet in 10 years he thinks the nfl He's a Brit, so you gotta give him a little, give him a little, you know, slack. He thinks in ten years the NFL Super Bowl's gonna be on pay per view. Fifty bucks, I say no way. Definitely gonna happen. I, I it's not. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. So if you want to hear it, just if you want, just not gonna happen. You know, fifty bucks though, in 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 ten years, David, I'll be able to buy a six pack. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be about pitcher beer at best. At, at best. So if you guys want to hear more of that kind of conversation, check out TechFan. It's part of the Stoplight Network, and you can find us at www.techfanpodcast.com or on iTunes. Mm-hmm.